Hello, and welcome to Midweek in the Word podcast, brought to you by Faith Bible in Lincoln, Nebraska. Every week, we strive to become better readers, hearers, and doers of God's Word. Look for us every Wednesday where you stream your podcasts. Here's our host, Faith Bible's Adult Ministries pastor, Brad Myers. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Midweek in the Word. We want to provide a brief notice of what you'll see over the coming weeks here on the podcast. We're going to be breaking from our Bearing Witness series over the summer and into the fall in order to highlight some of our best past episodes. So as you're listening, you will notice there's a bit of a reference gap. We'll note things that don't quite line up with the timeline. But Lord willing, uh, we'll be back with new content in September. We hope you enjoy these episodes. This week, we have a a new guest on the podcast, Mark Powell. He's one of the non-staff elders here at Faith Bible Church and was graciously willing to step onto the podcast and share some of his thoughts. Welcome to the podcast for the first time, Mark. Thanks for having me, Brad. Excited to be here. It's a pleasure. I'm really looking forward to our discussion. And um, listeners, I'm looking forward for you to get to hear both from Mark and Mark on this particular subject. Um, Now, this week, uh, as we head into this, we're now three weeks into an eight-week series that we're entitling How the Gospel Impacts Every Area of Life. We've looked at the gospel in your identity, and then Pastor Mike last week talked about the gospel in your marriage. This week, we're going to take the next logical step in our outline. We're going to be talking about the gospel and your family. But before we get to that, Mark, I want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself just a bit to our listeners so they get to know you in case they haven't met you at the church at some point. So can you give us your one-minute testimony? Well, it's Quite the journey, Brad. And mm-hmm. um, my mom was Methodist and my dad was Catholic. Okay. So uh, I knew that Jesus was love, but you had to work to to get to heaven. That's <laughs> essentially uh, hmm. through college. I uh, uh, wasn't. I wouldn't call myself a believer, and I was searching. Uh, I was chasing after things of the world. Uh, mm. uh, I was following probably Ogmandino, Zig Ziglar, yeah. Norman Vincent Peale, you know, kind of the wealth, prosperity gospel. Mm. And then uh, met my wife, and I was probably more interested in her than Jesus, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> You are not alone. That has been the case for a few people, admittedly, yeah. And uh, she started dragging me to uh, uh, Calvary Chapel, a church uh, mm. that we were attending, and it was I mean, it was wild. It was, um, you know, they weren't doing the snakes and the oil, but I mean, it was tongues and and essentially very celebratory as far mm. as uh, mm. the Sunday service. But the gospel was being preached, and mm. God graciously uh, spoke to me and and saved me one of those Sundays, and so thankful that He did. Amen. Amen. Well, good deal. So, so you were you were saved at in college, you know, at twenty twenty some odd, I expect. Um, you're a little older than that now, but how, how did God take you from there um, to being an elder now at Faith Bible Church some years later? Well, that's that's quite the story as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, story. Mike, Mike, I tried to get one week. I, I think it took him a few weeks in our small group to share on everything. Uh, but yeah, as best we can. So, yeah. so uh, faithfully been attending uh, Faith Bible Church now for. It's a little bit over 25, maybe 26 years, mm. and probably about 10 years into the journey, the current elders started leaning on, um, well, at that time, Nick Orduna and myself on mm. uh, potentially becoming an elder, and we were attending elder meetings, and we went through the Strock book, biblical yeah. eldership, yeah. and so forth, and, and you know, yeah, uh, so Nick and I kind of, hey, we 
you know, it's a it's a calling to become an elder, and and uh, but it's also it's good to have a buddy at your a wingman when you go in. Yeah, you know, yeah. So we kind of said, "Hey, are you ready?" And Nick said, "Yeah." And I said, hey, "I think God's calling me to do this." And mm. so we met with uh, the elders at that time. Uh, I think Hersler was in there as well as uh, Pastor George and uh, Rob Rex. I think were the. Mm. And they asked, "Hey, Mark, are you are you ready to become an elder?" And I said, "Yeah, I think God's called me to." Mm. Um, to that leadership role. And then they turned to Nick and said, hey, do you think you're ready? And he said, I don't think so. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so it was kind of an interesting, I mean, it was like, uh, you know, we're, we still laugh about it. And obviously God's done some great things with uh, Pastor Nick at, at Lincoln Christian and now at Heritage, but uh, it wasn't his time. And, Neat. and Yeah. And how long ago was that? It was... Uh, a little over 10, almost 11 years ago that wow. we've been elders. So, yeah. Wow. Remind me, we're, you said 26 years ago started attending. You weren't part of the founding team at Faith Bible, were you? No, we were attending a different church. Okay. Um, and um, we were kind of we're from Arizona, so we hmm. the church we were attending was great. I mean, it was teaching, you know, um, great biblical you know, yeah. truths and so forth. But uh, we really lacked the fellowship and the small mm-hmm. groups. It was a little bit bigger and... and um, God kind of uh, led us to faith, and you know it's been home since. Mm, very nice, very nice. Finally, what what is a favorite verse of yours that's been that's been kind of a truth that you've latched onto over the course of your life, and why? Yeah, I thought about that. You, you, you give me these questions in advance, and I I, I can't pick one verse. Mm. In the, there's just so much good stuff in the Bible, and. So I try to narrow it down. I really like Ephesians. I like the the first three chapters of the methodology of Ephesians, but then the mm-hmm. last three chapters of essentially um, you know the application of how mm-hmm. how you're to live your life. And I'm thankful that you know, kind of excited that faith life landed in Ephesians as well as they're kind of <laughs> right, first, right? You know? Yeah, I really like uh, Romans as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just a lot of you know the, how deep and and wide is our Savior's love and. You know, there's nothing that uh, can separate that from us. So, so mm. I, if I had to, if you pin me down on a couple of books, that would be the two. But uh, I can't give you one specific verse. Very good, very good. Well, I appreciate your willingness to to step onto this. And and now I want to get into our actual topic this week, Mark. I, I want to talk a little bit about the gospel in your family. Uh, each week we're talking about how there's there's current everyday significance in our lives today of the gospel. The gospel was our door into our faith, and it's it's a future hope in heaven and Christ, but it's also a present reality that shapes the way we live our lives today. So we've been talking a little bit about that, and as we go into the gospel and our families, I just want you to start addressing how, how does what the Bible calls the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, intersect with what we're supposed to believe about our families in our daily lives? Great question, Brad, and you know, the I think the gospel, um, dying to ourselves, is a daily event, mm. and uh, that's and that's played out uh, in your families, um, and that's sometimes the hardest place for it, to, yeah, right? <laughs> to, to die to ourselves because we're, I mean, we're hardwired to be prideful and selfish, and mm. and um, where the rubber meets the road is with your family. But uh, there were three organizations that God ordained. Um, Specifically in the Bible, the church being one, mm-hmm. the family being the second, and the third being, you know, government. Yeah. And 
I'm passionate about two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Some make it easier than others at different times to be passionate about, admittedly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. very good. All right, so we we talked last week with Mark, or with Mike, excuse me, a little bit about how the, the gospel and repentance shapes how we view our spouse specifically. And I, I know one of the things I talk a lot to newlywed couples or premarital couples about is, you know, you think, you think you're, you've got it together and then you get married and God provides you somebody who can show you all the ways that you don't have it together. Well, then you kind of figure that out in your marriage and all of a sudden you get, you get these things called kids and they have a way of bringing out things in our lives that we didn't think, you know, more pride and more selfishness than we thought uh, sort of thing. Speak Speak a little bit of, to that idea. What what is it in in kind of the daily grind with with kids, especially and family in that environment that God uses to shape us so much? The uh, uh, the day to day of family and the challenges that come forth. Um, I, I think that's that's where the sanctification process mm. really happens and. And uh, your kids and your wife will know immediately if you're not living it, okay? <laughs> there you go. And, and also they're there mm. when you stumble and you fall, and, mm. and uh, they're encouraging. And it's um, – the home is essentially, uh, I think, where love is played out. Mm. And, and a lot of homes, I think, you know, the, it's, a, it's a, a place to sleep, a bedroom. And, mm. but, but in a Christian home, it's called to, to be so much more mm. for – um, you and your spouse, and for your, for the kids, and and um, I readily admit that uh, you know didn't always get it right, made a lot of challenges and struggles, and you know those types of things. But so thankful that uh, um, that it does play out in the family. Okay, so you're talking about the the family as one of these institutions ordained by God. That God has a specific purpose for the family. That we're intended to be as believers. We're intended to show to a world, and obviously that's informed by what we read in Scripture. So, can you speak a little bit? What where does Scripture speak to how our families ought to ought to be structured? Ought to exemplify exactly what you're talking about? This institution of family. Well, all throughout the. Uh, you know, certainly Old Testament, New Testament. I mean, it starts in you know in Genesis yeah. with the first family, and then Deuteronomy is very clear to train up your child in the way that you go, and morning and night, and when you're walking, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Paul speaks, you know, significantly in the New Testament about those things. So, I think you know, navigating and, and steering a family without the gospel. Um, uh, would be, I think, very shallow and very hard, and you'd be chasing after a lot of different things, the wind and, you know, different mm. doctrines of men. Mm. But uh, um, God has spoke through the Bible, uh, and there's, you know, the authors in there have spoken in a lot of really great ways. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, things come up that you don't have the answers for, mm. okay, that aren't. And uh, scripture, scripture speaks to it, and God says that He'll be faithful and He'll walk through those situations and times and struggles. And, mm. and um, so, uh, yeah, I think all throughout Scripture, Brad, there's, um, there's definitely you see the gospel, the thread of the gospel being played out through Jesus Christ. And, and no, we're not, um, you know, essentially uh, within the flesh being able to, 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 to guide and manage a family. Mm. Mm. Well, help, help help our listeners here a little bit practically. Um, 
what, what are some principles from those biblical passages that, that maybe could be kind of some guide rails? Obviously not answering every question of how to handle every situation. You know, that's what everybody always wants when we talk about parenting and family, right? You know, what do I do about discipline and what do I do in this situation? But could you give us some large-scale principles that Scripture lays out that should guide our families? Yeah. Well, um, obviously love. Hmm. You know, that's if you bathe everything in love. And then, you know, a lot of times, you know, the flesh will respond and, you know, and a lot of times responding in anger and, you know, there are a lot of times where, man, you know, the tongue and, you know, James and Proverbs speak, you know, at length about, yeah. you yes. know, those types of yes. things. And, and uh, you know, and how do you, you, you know, be in the spirit in those times when the flesh is just, you know, wanting to rage and so I think all that's there, but you know specifically our family, um, you know we were I mean obviously this Bible believing church mm-hmm. and uh, we had a lot of essentially people that came along and helped us along the way, which was a huge blessing. You know yeah. people that had walked that path before we had, and um, you know I remember one of the pastors um, essentially um, steered us to towards doing a, a family mission statement. And, mm. and it was really, you know, I, I think our kids might say that it was maybe a little bit on the legalistic side. <laughs> but well, I could, I could have some of them on the podcast at some point. We could, no, no. Yeah, if, you want, yeah, you know, if you do, you know, definitely ask them. But, yeah. but, uh, you know, we put everything down and I love baseball. So we kind of, you kind of made fun of uh, just essentially we're a baseball team entering a season. Mm. We had everybody sign the contract, and it was, it was sprinkled with all sorts of verses and so forth. And then, and we dealt with, we put everything out there, you know, mm. bedtime and curfews and, you know, dating and cell phone and video games and so forth. So, you know, when those, those rubs started to come mm. forward, at least, you know, the family had an opportunity. We had a big family meeting, sat down, discussed. The kids mm. got input. They didn't get to vote. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. But, you know, that, that part of it, I think God really blessed in some ways as far mm-hmm. as, hey, these, some of the, um, some of the discipline challenges and things of training up children the way they should go. And, and, uh, that, uh, um, I remember one where you had to, you know, no open disdain, no jerky body movements, that sort of mm-hmm. thing when you're asked to do something, and mm. you know, it was. I mean, it was the expectation was there, but we didn't always meet it. But it was at least everybody kind of was on the same page as far as going forward. Mm. Mm. Okay, so practically, obviously, and explain a little bit. You've got explain to our listeners what what is your family? How many kids do you have? So they have some sense for what you're talking about here. Sure, I've got uh, a son that's uh, 27 and married, has uh, three children, and he's in missions. Yeah. Uh, his name's Ben, and then I have. A daughter that's getting ready to marry uh, your brother <laughs> yes. in about six months, and yeah. she's 25, and she's uh, in school. She's uh, studying to become a physician's assistant. Mm. Then I got a baby that's 22, and uh, she works here in Lincoln. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Okay, so then start talking a little bit practically. Um, you've, you've shared how you guys created a family mission statement that's going to kind of direct what the priorities are for your family, what what things you want to emphasize, some of these biblical principles here a bit. Talk talk practically um, to, to your family as as a parent. You've talked about you're not a perfect parent. You've You've done things right. You've done things wrong. You've you've struggled to be the best parent you can be. How does the gospel shape the way you see yourself as a parent with your kids? Yeah. Well, if you if you start as hey, 
I'm a sinner in need of amazing grace of what the cross and what Jesus provided on the cross and that I'm not worthy, you know, and I mean, that starting there, um, I mean, just that essentially that paradigm shift of what the world tries to say you are Mm -hmm. versus who you are in Christ. I think that just makes all the difference. So, so if you embrace what, what Jesus did on the cross for you, okay, and the amazing um, um, gift that is, and just trying to fathom the love that God poured out on us, then um, how that, you know, plays out in your day-to-day interactions with kids and wife and family, I mean, it just changes everything. It's, yeah. it's not even so... Um, well, and I find for my own self, it's, it's such a good reminder when I fail, you know, remembering that even as a parent, even as you're supposed to be involved in shaping the heart of the kids you've been given, you're also still a sinner in need of God's grace. And sometimes we, we put so much pressure on ourselves as parents that we're like, I'm going to mess it up. Well, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're all going to mess it up. That's, that's precisely the point. And I think there's a tremendous amount of joy in that. How about how about on the kids' side? Because obviously you were you were somebody's son before you were ever somebody's father. So on the kids' side, what is the significance of the gospel as we as we interact as kids in a family? Now, Brad, you're asking when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'm just I'm trying to go there or or put yourself in the shoes of your kids as they were seeking to do that. Yeah, the uh, it's it's amazing how God intervenes in so many different ways hmm. and even with your out asking and I would say one all three of our children have a heart for missions hmm. okay cool. and that was not even on my radar <laughs> as a parent to be yeah. honest you know and uh, um, so you know each uh, through different circumstances and so forth he made it abundantly clear that he wanted our kids to go hmm. as Matthew 28 shares. And, hmm. and he made those possibilities, those opportunities available to him. And, and, um, you know, all of them have a heart for you know, essentially the lost in different ways. Cool. And, uh, I'm just so thankful that both the church and the school that they attend had those opportunities. And, hmm. and the baby was, I mean, she, she didn't want any part of, she didn't have a heart for missions. And I think the quote was, I don't do poverty, Dad. <laughs> and so many <laughs> names have been left out to, to, to protect the identity of the innocent here. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, and so as God would work it out, she said, "Okay, put your money where your mouth is, Dad, and you come with me." Oh, and, and that's what's happened, and and forever changed me because well, you know life on Eighty Fourth Street is, you know, is really, really good. In a physical stance, and when you go and you see, you know, pastors, you know, living in 117 degree heat with no windows, and you know, (laughs) it changes your complexion of, hey, what, what exactly, you know, matters in this world. But it's a good reminder of that of that principle that probably people have heard before. That in a lot of ways, you know, the things that you want to instill in your kids are more caught than taught. You know, we can rail and we can preach on certain things, but but they're going to adopt some things that were like, where, both good and bad. You know, right. where did that come from? Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, and where did that come from? What an incredible opportunity to say, I, I didn't really try and instill a heart for missions. And yet, you know, God, they picked up on that zeal that right. God had given you, yeah. which is a really neat testimony as well. 
Could could you go a little bit more on that theme? Any other stories? Give give our listeners an idea. Good good stories or bad stories? Practical things from your from your life as a parent of how the gospel really impacted individual specific situations as you were walking through them. Yeah. Well, it seems like, and this is the the enemy attacks the most. On Sunday morning and Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, if there's anything yes. that if anything can go wrong, it, it it does in those those times. Yes. You know, whatever you know, and you know, put in the attitudes and somebody didn't sleep well and all those types of things. And it's like, well, and you know, making church a priority of, and I mm. do believe that midweek touch of Wednesday was a game changer in a lot of ways. Okay. Plugged into, you know, the Wednesday night ministries and so forth, really communicated to our kids as well as to us is like, okay, this is our family. Mm. This is our extended family. We need them. We need that community. They have gifts and talents and things that they bring mm. that we as individual parents could not provide them. Yeah, so. yeah. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, as far as you know, the you know, all 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 sorts of things. You know, as far as stories with the dog running away on Sunday morning. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. So do you go to church or do you look for the dog? You know, and it's like, well, yeah. yeah, it's like. So we you know we 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 settled on half of us looked and half of us <laughs> went to church. Yeah. Jenna yeah. and I have yeah. often lamented like, why do Sunday mornings have to be so hard? You know, it it it, it is it feels like one of those things where you're like, why is it? If in doubt, you're going to have a fight with your kids on the way to church on Sunday morning, right? Or your wife. Or your wife. <laughs> right. Or your wife. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's a challenge undeniably. Okay, so so in those moments then, give our give our listeners, our parents especially, some 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 hope. You know, some yeah. you're you're not in the thick of it anymore. You're now onto the the trying to trying to rest in God, what he's done in your kids as grandkids start to arrive. Yeah. But for parents that are still just in the thick of it, what what encouragement would you have for them as they're struggling right now? Yeah. You know, I would kind of see, and this is kind of a secular example, but give me a little latitude here. <laughs> as you have You're all, an elder, Mario. You, you got you, it. Like. You've already given me a lot about latitude here. But, uh, you know, I see, and, and this was actually shared by my son, which I think is very insightful, mm. that, you know, starting a family, you know, the marriage and the kids and so forth is like a startup. Mm. And those... No matter, and with any startup of a business, you know the first you're walking by faith. It's hard. There's all sorts of challenges and trials. Mm-hmm. But my encouragement to the those that are out there um, in that situation or struggling and what have you, um, it, it it gets it does get so much better and it does get easier. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, as they get if you mm-hmm. take care if you do the startup right. And you get them grounded, and the roots are going the right direction, and there's so much joy on the back end. And you know, now we're the fruits of we've got three grandkids, and oh my goodness, you know, the, the Proverbs talks about the you know that your quiver being full of arrows mm-hmm. and the joy mm-hmm. of of just being a part of that and being grandparents, and and no question, grandparenting is. A much easier. <laughs> sure, it's a better gig than the parenting gig, but it's it's a, it's it's the best. I think it's the best organization that you can join. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Spoil them all day and leave them off at night. That's that's the recipe. Exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, well, listeners, I do hope this has been an encouragement to you, to those of you that are parents that are still wrestling with kind of the day in and day out activity of family and trying to prioritize the right things. I do hope that what Mark has shared has, has encouraged you as well. Uh, let me attempt to summarize some of what we've discussed to just keep it in mind and keep it before yourself. Remember um, that there's an incredible gift in the redemption of the gospel in our lives and that even if in the same way that, that we all had lives before coming to Christ um, and God redeemed that and God has used it. Um, I would also say that about your parenting. You know, it's so easy to get down on yourself and to struggle in the moment. But remember God's grace. If his grace was sufficient to save you, his grace is sufficient today as well. And remember to give yourself a little bit of grace, you know, as, as it gets challenging. Also remember some of what Mark was talking about. Try to try to set some priorities for what are some big picture things that we would love to see instilled in our kids. And then just kind of rest in that, remembering that a lot of what your kids pick up on will be picked up on from what they see in you. You know, so so rest in the fact that they're looking at you, they're watching you. That's a challenge, um, but it's also an incredible opportunity that sometimes we get, we've got to figure it out and we've got to make this happen. And the kids are watching a lot of things and, and they'll see the, the forgiveness, they'll see the love, they'll see those traits that Christ has instilled in you. Um, begin to work themselves out in your kids as well. And then ultimately, as you begin to release them, like Mark is talking about, trust that that they're Christ and that Christ has been his hand first and be encouraged by that, that he's good. Um, he loves your kids even more than you do. Um, and so just keep that in mind. Any any final thoughts on this subject, Mark? Anything that you'd really like to leave our listeners with today? Yeah. There's no greater endeavor in, than parenting and the family and you know the time that you invest you know, the sacrifices that you make, um, one, I think our, our Lord sees that. Mm. And, um, and I, I don't know, I, you know, I don't fully, uh, understand the, the rewards, but the, the, you know, as your family members, you know, some of uh, our, you know, prodigals and have walked away mm. and there's, you know, I deal with some parents that are really struggling with that, but, you know, to your point, God's got them, mm. you know, keep praying, you know, don't lose hope. And, um, you know, just, uh, again, uh, um, the, the, the family and the struggles and the challenges and so forth, um, you know, is, is essentially Romans says the, the struggles and the trials are, will not separate us from the love of Christ. And, mm-hmm. and that, that day will be a, a great day and I'm looking forward to it, but, um, hang in there <laughs> and, uh, and keep seeking the Lord on, on, uh, on all those tough things that can can happen within a lot of a lot of different things and within the family. Mm. Amen. Thanks for taking time to join us for Midweek in the Word. To hear previous podcast episodes, be sure to follow, like, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. To learn more about Faith Bible Church, please visit our website at www.faithbiblelincoln.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Faith Bible Lincoln or tweet us at FBC Lincoln. And now we leave you with these encouraging words from Hebrews 12. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith.